Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Palsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Now, here is the host of the ads maven, Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker and coach, Jen Palsik. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I am Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. Thank you so much for joining me. So today we are going to be talking about profitable ad strategies. So, oh man, this is a big one, but it's also kind of like a back to basics. So I know that... Um, Recently, I did a um, I did a workshop all around Facebook pixels, and the workshop was like awesome. And I also know that my workshop was a little bit intense for a lot of people, just because it covered so much stuff. Because when it comes to Facebook and Instagram ads, you can I mean it's very easy to go a little bit too in depth and be a little bit too much. So I wanted today to talk about the most effective ad strategies that are going to be the most profitable for you when you're running Facebook and Instagram ads. All right, so let's get to it. Um, the biggest thing is uh, having having an ad strategy in general. Having a strategy that works is really key because once you decide on the strategy that you're using, honestly, like, half your work is done. Once you have an effective strategy, so much of your work is done for you. Okay, so with that, I've said it before, I did a whole episode about it, but I see so many people making the mistake of running one-off ads or boosting posts. I have to tell you, and I, again, I've said it multiple times, when you boost posts, you're basically just giving your money away to Facebook. And that's for multiple reasons, and we're going to talk about it more um, as we get into this. But please, please, please stop boosting posts. Instead, you want to have a really effective ad strategy so that you can run ads that are going to actually bring in profits. They're going to bring people onto your email list. They're going to bring in sales. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about how we can do that. So ad campaigns can look a lot of different ways. There's two main strategies, but inside all of that, there are so many more nuances and strategies that of how that can look. So it can look very different depending on what's going on with your business. And so, by the way, one of the things that I'm – uh, planning to do on the Ads Maven, because this is still a very new show. Uh, I think this is only episode number six or seven. Oh my gosh, crazy. Um, is bring people on to do ad strategies. So if that is you, if that's something that you're interested in, let me know. You can email me at jen, J-E-N-N, at theadsmaven.com. Let me know if you would like to do a... Um, ad strategy session live on air where we're talking a little bit about your business and then about what strategies would be the most effective for you to run ads. All right, I'm being told this is show number seven. So, huh, crazy, time flies. I cannot believe it's been almost two months. 
of the Ads Maven. All right, so your campaigns can look a lot of different ways. There's two main strategies, and essentially you need to figure out what's going to work best for you and your business. The other thing that you need to know is ads require testing. And there's so many different ways that you can test, and a lot of it is um, – it's a little bit intuitive in terms of what do you know is going to do the best in order to test, right? So you can test um, the types of campaigns that you're running. Um, you can test the, the audiences that you're running it to. You can test the copy. You can test the graphics. Um, and then even inside that, there's more stuff that you can test as well. Um, oh, gosh, you can test your offer. You can test your landing pages. Um, oh, my goodness. So many different things. But ads do require time and testing. So, again, if you're running just like a one-off ad or just boosting a post, you don't know for certain if that's going to be the most effective one. So they do require time and testing. Okay, a few other things that are kind of some like Facebook ad basics. We buy from those we know, those we like, and those we trust. And this is probably something you've heard before and something that I will say many times over. We buy from those we know, those we like, and those we trust. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. The second thing is the Facebook algorithm is absolutely brilliant, and we can use that to our advantage. And then the third thing that I want to talk about with that is I don't want you to forget about organic marketing to really test and support your ads, okay? All right, so let's go into a little bit more depth on that. So with we buy from those we know, like, and trust. The first thing I want to talk to you about, and if you've been listening to the Ads Maven for any length of time, you've probably heard me reference these already. Um, so the different types of audiences. So you have a cold audience, which is an audience that just doesn't know who you are. They don't already know you. There's a warm audience, which already has engaged with you in some form. They know a little bit of something about you. And then you have like a hot audience. So a hot audience is somebody who's like people that have already purchased or they're just super primed to buy. They've already kind of raised their hand to take some action from you. All right. So that kind of leads me to when it comes to, to the no like and trust factor, which one would you choose to buy from if you had the choice and they're both just across the street from each other, would you go to Target or Walmart? Now, I know different people will choose different things. I have found the majority of my people will say Target 100%. Um, I am one. I will choose Target every single time. Now, obviously, I live in the U.S. I know both of these. And for a while, they were literally across the street from each other. So I really could have the choice of going to either Target or Walmart. Oh man, Christine, uh, my producer for today is saying that Canadians don't have Target, which I heard that, that it went away, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. I have also heard um, that people who live in, say, Toronto will sometimes even go across the border just to go to Target in the U.S. because that is so why, like, which kind of just goes to show how many more people will choose that over Walmart and the impact that it has when you already have that no like and trust factor. So I know for myself, I um, 
know both, but I like Target so much better and I trust Target's products so much more. Totally fun aside, one of um Target recently did an ad campaign. I think it was like the based because it was like 20 years of something. Maybe it was 20 years of Target. Um, but they did an ad campaign, and a friend of mine, Veronica, was one of the models in the ad campaign. So cool. My friend Veronica, she, um, I actually, like, she, we did masterminds together, and she actually, we did a live event all about um, Facebook and Instagram on both the organic side and the ad side together. I was so excited that I got to see her in all the Target ads. Anyways. For myself, I would choose Target over Walmart because that no like and trust factor is there. And that's going to be true no matter if you are um, a large brand or if you're an individual, like a solopreneur business. We buy from those we know, like, and trust. It's also true if you have like a network marketing type of business. Okay, so let's say um, I'm going to talk about Shackley. I love um, Shackley products. Their skincare line, I'm a bit obsessed with. But here's the thing. If I'm going to buy Shackley products, I know I'm going to buy from my friend Carla because I know her, I like her, I trust her. I know that when I have questions about it, I can go and, and ask her all my questions. If I, So I'm going to choose to buy from her over somebody that I don't already know, right? Same is true for any type of network marketing we still are going to buy from those we know, like, and trust. So I could have the choice of anybody that's a Shackley distributor, but we buy from those we know, like, and trust. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about with that has to do with touch points. So a touch point is simply a point of contact used to grow the know, like, and trust factor. So basically every single time you hear about or from a business is another touch point. All right. So how many times does it take for you to hear about a product or a service before you decide to purchase? Do you usually purchase the very first time you hear about something? The second? The third? So you may have heard this statistic before as well. 80% of sales take 5 to 12 touch points. We don't usually buy the very first time we're hearing about something. Now, you might if it was a referral from a friend, but you already have that trust factor there because if they trust you, they're more likely to buy, right? So the way that I see Facebook and Instagram and especially ads is that they are an amazing way to get lots of touch points and grow the no like, and trust factor. So you have lots of other ways to grow the no like, and trust factor as well and get more touch points. So Every step of your funnel, and we're going to talk a little bit more about funnels in just a bit, your website, any other type of social media. Um, if you have a radio show or podcast, kind of like this one, it's a great way to grow the know, like, and trust factor. So um, a great example of this, I've been accused of talking about her way too much, but it's just relevant. When I was first starting to grow my business, I listened to Amy Porterfield's um podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, more than pretty much any other podcast. And I barely knew what she looked like because at the time she didn't really do a lot of video. But I listened to her show like every week. I knew her voice. I heard her stories. I felt like I knew her. And so 
as soon as she was offering stuff where I could join her services, like where I could buy her products, I like jumped at the chance because the no like and trust factor was there like a hundred percent. All right. So radio show and podcasts are an amazing way to grow the no like and trust factor, which by the way, just an aside. Um, so I, my show is on inspired choices network. I do know um, that they are taking on other radio show hosts. Um, I am loving this because I have been a fan of podcasts for a long time. I listen to podcasts, and I know that podcasts are an amazing thing to have for your business, but I always thought, oh, my goodness, there's no way that I can do my own podcast because it's legit so much work. Um, but they make it so easy for me. So I just, like, decide on what I'm going to do for the show Come on, do the show. I have a producer on with me, which is so nice. Um, they do everything to to add in my commercials. And then afterwards, they just put it out to all the different podcasting platforms. So it's literally, it's live streamed on 54 sites. And then it's on over 50 podcasting platforms, which who even knew there were over 50 podcasting platforms? Crazy. Um, like Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, SoundCloud, um, gosh, Stitcher, and of course, like Apple Podcasts, because I mean, that's where I listen to my podcast. Um, but yeah, so you can always check that out. It's uh, inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Um, all right. So a few other types of ways to get in those touch points. Videos are an amazing way. Your lead magnet, emails, phone calls, networking, one-on-one -on -one meetings, uh, workshops. So there's lots of ways to get in those touch points. Um, we're going to continue to talk a little bit about how ads play, play into that. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Facebook algorithm when we get back. So you are listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to The Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. 
Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back. I am Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. So we have been talking a little bit about profitable ad strategies. Before the break, we were talking about touch points and getting in lots of touch points because they grow the no like and trust factor and we buy from those we know, those we like, and those we trust. So the next thing that I want to talk about is the fact that the Facebook algorithm basically knows more about you than your best friend does. <laughs> the Facebook algorithm is brilliant um, and it's kind of like a living thing because it's always learning more and gaining more information, which is kind of creepy, but also really cool for um, those of us who have a business and are wanting to use it to our advantage. So it gains information about us based on our activities on Facebook, online, and sometimes through third parties as well. So the coolest thing about it, so I mean, it knows what we're engaging with on Facebook, what pages we're liking and stuff like that. But the coolest thing is it also knows what type of user you are on Facebook. So it knows who's most likely to like a page, who's most likely to engage with a post, who's likely to click off of Facebook and onto a website, who's most likely to convert into a lead or a sale. Um, and so because of that, because it knows how we use Facebook, we can tell Facebook, hey, look at our audience that we've given you and show our ads to the people that are most likely to take the desired action. So we do this at the campaign level and the best part about this is it's going to give you the lowest cost for your ads. So it's going to save you money. All right, so let me talk a little bit about some of the different categories within an ad. So you've got ads for engagement. An ad, so Facebook calculates engagement as likes, comments, clicks, and shares. But ultimately, um, engagement, if you're running an ad for post-engagement, it's going to mean you're going to get a lot of likes on it. So you're not necessarily going to get people clicking um, to what you're doing. So when you are boosting a post, when you're pressing that boost post button, really what that means is you're running an ad for post engagement or for video views. So what you're going to get is a lot of people that are liking your post or watching your video. That's pretty much it. And that can be cool because you sometimes you do want to get social proof. However, the majority of the time, that's probably not your actual goal for your ads. All right, so that's engagement. Video views is if you want somebody to watch a video. And you might do a video views if the whole goal is because you want to grow an audience and warm them up because uh, by watching videos on your page. So that is definitely a strategy that you can use to then retarget people that have watched videos. Facebook lets you create an audience of people that have watched videos based on the time or percentage that they watched the video, which is pretty cool. Um, messages ads are another type of uh, category. So messages are if you want somebody to engage with you on Facebook Messenger and you want to start a conversation. Those are really great if that's how you sell, if you sell by starting a conversation. So with that, you're going to kind of start conversation a little bit automatically um, with 
uh, I guess it's like a bot, um, but it's like a Facebook bot where you have some messages that are already put in there, and then you'll usually you'll want to pick it up with an actual person responding to those messages. Um, then you have ads for traffic. Traffic ads are good if you want people to click to your website. However, the vast majority of the time, you want them to click to your website or your landing page, but then you want them to actually take action. So you have ads for traffic, but then you also have ads for conversions. So ads for conversions are if you want somebody to convert into a lead, like you want them to sign up for your email list, or you want them to convert into a sale. You want them to make a purchase, right? Now, I have to tell you like 90% of the ads that I run are ads for conversions because I want people to convert into a lead or a sale. So in order to run ads for conversions, one of the things that I have to tell you about, and if, as long as we have time, we'll talk more about it, you have to have a Facebook pixel placed on your website um, to be able to track when somebody's actually signing up and converting. So. If you don't have that, like let's say you sell on Etsy, and actually I was just talking uh, to one of my clients in Admaker Society, my monthly membership, about that because she does sell on Etsy, but because you don't own Etsy, you're not able to place your Facebook pixel on it. So you have to be able to place your Facebook pixel. It's a little piece of code that just tracks where people are when they're visiting your page. Um, if you're not able to place a Facebook pixel on it, like if you sell on Etsy, you're going to have to run the ads for traffic instead of conversions. It's not going to be as effective. It's not going to give you the best cost, but it is a, another option to, to be able to get there. Um, now, I have to tell you, both of the uh, profitable ad strategies that we're going to be talking about, you're going to be able, you're going to want to run those ads for conversions because you're going to want people to convert. So in ad strategy number one, it's going to get people converting onto your email list. And then ad strategy number two, it's going to get people converting into a sale. All right. So the third thing I want to talk about is organic marketing. Now, when I say organic marketing, it just means where you're not giving um, the platform any money. You're not paying for Facebook or Instagram to show your posts to more people. I feel like too many people start running Facebook ads and then it's like they forget that organic marketing goes a long way. Um, so I think the two really go hand in hand. Um, and before you start running ads, before you spend money running ads, you want to test everything organically to your warm audience and make sure that it converts. Because here's the thing, Facebook ads are not going to fix a broken funnel. They're not going to fix something that doesn't already convert. If it's not converting, it's not converting. And Facebook ads are just going to be a waste of money. Now, on the other hand, if they are converting organically, heck, yeah, put money behind that. So a great example for that is when, um, oh gosh, so my friend Liz M. Lopez, who she was a guest on the Ads Maven just a few weeks back. You can catch her episode with me to learn more about it. But so she's a career and business coach. She talks a lot about um, LinkedIn and resumes amongst plenty of other things. Um, but she put together a... Um, Oh gosh, she put together a guide about the top resume mistakes. 
which was really pretty fascinating, I thought. And she put it out there organically. She put it out on LinkedIn, posted about it. And she had, it's not like huge numbers, but she had like 14 people sign up for it with with just one post, right? So after that happened, not only did she have people sign up for it, several people reached out to work with her. So you better believe that lets you know, like, again, absolutely put some money behind it. Now, let's say she posted about it on Facebook and LinkedIn and put it out there and nobody signed up. Eh, she might need to do some tweaking before she puts some money behind spending ads. So absolutely test everything to your warm audience. Make sure that it converts first. Um, so when you do start running ads, I still don't want you to forget about organic marketing because I feel like paid and organic marketing strategies should really support each other and kind of go hand in hand. So some places that you can continue to post organically, um, w even while you're running ads, so your Facebook personal page, you're going to get way more engagement on your personal page than on your business page. Um, your Facebook group, if you have one, your Facebook business page, doing lives, um, any of those places is amazing. On Instagram, Instagram Stories, Instagram Lives, IGTV. Also, uh, your email list is an amazing resource. I am a huge fan, and if you've listened to the Ads Maven at any point before, you probably know this, I'm a huge fan of growing your email list. And then also running ads to grow your email list. But being in contact with your email list, I mean, it's one of the best ways that I know of to to be able to sell and to really nurture your audience. Um, all right, blog posts, any other type of social media, of course, and also like local networking groups. So I recently joined a local BNI group, and it's – uh, it's becoming a really awesome resource for um, for referrals and to really continue to help grow uh, grow my business. So I'm definitely a fan of local networking groups in partnership with everything online. All right, so let's see. Oh, the other thing to note with organic marketing, none of these are a one and done because growing the no like and trust factor takes time. It takes consistency. Now, when you're doing it organically, you're not putting money behind ads. It's going to take a little bit longer. So, but when you know that it is working and you start to run those ads, it kind of puts everything on hyperdrive and it just gets that going really quickly. All right. We are going to go to break in just a second because when we get back we are going to talk all about the two profitable ad strategies um yeah we're going to dive into them so you are listening to the ads maven with myself jen posick on the inspired choices network and we will be right back want to run facebook and instagram ads but aren't sure where to start are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Pawsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to the ads maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back. I'm the Ads Maven, Jen Posick on Inspired Choices Network. So today our show topic is profitable ad strategies. So before we went to break, we were talking about a whole ton of some kind of like Facebook ad basics and things to keep in mind when you're running ads. Now, let's get to the good stuff. So let's talk about the two most effective, most profitable ad strategies. So these are the strategies that I use with uh, my clients, I use for myself, I use with my family's business every day, <laughs> right? Okay, so the first strategy is essentially, and you may have kind of gathered this because I, I talk about these a good amount. So the first strategy is you want to warm up a cold audience by giving them something of value that's going to grow your email list with a simple funnel. So basically, you're warming up your audience with value, giving them value, growing an email list, right? Strategy number two is to then sell to your existing warm audience. All right, so strategy number one, warm them up with value. However you want to warm them up, you want to make sure that it's going to lead easily to what you have to offer. Um, too many times I've seen, well, not too many times, but sometimes I will come across somebody that tells me, okay, so I have this amazing freebie where it's basically giving them an opportunity to like win an iPad. Well, I want to win an iPad. I mean, I have an iPad, but I mean, heck, I am more than happy to win another iPad. That doesn't mean that I need to do anything with your business. It doesn't mean that I need your services or want what you're actually selling, right? So you want to make sure that whatever they're opting in for, it's going to like, it's them raising their hand to say, yes, I am your ideal client or customer. So you have two kind of ways that this can look. You can either use a lead magnet or you can do some type of a special offer. So let's talk a little bit about both of those. With a lead magnet, a lead magnet is something of value that you give away in exchange for somebody's information, usually their email address. But you can also do it with, like, um, it could even be, like, their actual address. So with my family's business, our um, our lead magnet is a ebook. But when it first, like, when we were first getting started, before I really knew anything about digital marketing, um, my parents, so my parents have been entrepreneurs like basically as long as I've been alive and they have worked with different uh, health and wellness network marketing companies over the years that offer really like life-changing products. And oh my gosh, back in the day, I was probably like, it was in the, I think it was in the 80s that this happened. Um, so I was like, probably like five when she put it out. My mom wrote a little book that she, I think they self-published. Um, I don't know, it was maybe like 30 pages 
um, called Why Are You Poisoning Your Family? And it was all about like household products and chemicals and cleaners and stuff like that. And they would print copies of the book and they would hand them out to people and people would ask for copies. And it was a lead magnet, absolutely, because they were getting their information. But it wasn't through emails because this was, again, like back in the 80s. And yeah. So a lead magnet doesn't have to be your email, but it usually is. So with my family's current business with Cares High Frequency Wellness, when we first got started, my mom wrote a little book about her experience with the micronized purple rice, and we printed copies of it, and she, before we got it together as an ebook, it was a book, um, just a little little book, not, not crazy long, um, but yeah, we would mail that out. Now, again... Typically, your lead magnet is going to be something you email to people. <laughs> so the other thing, this is kind of interesting. I usually say now you want it to be easily consumable, like five to ten minutes, like just a little taste. I am very guilty over the years of giving away way too much information um, and not letting it be just kind of small enough to be a taste. Um However, I'm going to soon, I think, be testing something a little bit different that's not going to be as quickly consumable. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But some examples are going to be like a checklist, a cheat sheet, a guide, a short audio, or even a quiz. Um, now, so my main lead magnet is a guide. It's my roadmap to profitable Facebook ads. Um, you can check it out at jenposick.com slash roadmap. And I believe there's also a link for that in the show notes. Um, now, a quiz is something that I talked about the other week when I was talking about Amy Porterfield's um, list-building boosts that she mentioned uh, during her live event. And I love the idea of a quiz. I was actually just talking um, talking to somebody who's in the process of putting together a quiz that, oh my goodness, it sounds like so much fun and it uh, some of the questions are related to like which Downton Abbey character are you and oh my gosh I cannot wait until it's out in the world because I would love to take it because again it just sounds like so much fun you're getting to know more about yourself more about your business I think quizzes are a great idea I didn't always used to say that um, in fact I used to say that I did not recommend quizzes but I'm coming around to them and finding how they can absolutely be valuable. Now, the other things that Amy Porterfield talked about in her list building boost ideas um, were a challenge or a short, like a mini course. And I kind of really like the idea of either of those because it's really giving a good amount of information. It's letting you grow the know, like, and trust factor in a big way. And the ways that she gave the examples of it with the list building boost, you actually don't even have to do it uh, in order to sell. You can just run them to um, grow your email list and then you're nurturing your list so that when you get ready to sell, they're really primed for it. So the easily consumable part, I don't know that that's always true. Now, I have to tell you, I'm going to be testing this over over some time, and I'll let you know what I find. But I've 
I've never loved the easily consumable part. I feel like I've always given away too much. And it still might be like too much, but yeah, I will get back to you on that part. All right. So now you also have, in addition to, you can do a lead magnet or you can do a special offer. Now a special offer is great for like local businesses, um, product-based businesses, also service-based businesses though. Um, but local where you're seeing somebody in person. You want to make sure it's an offer that people will really be interested in. And it can even be the type of offer that you offer in general, but now you're just going to be offering it in an ad. You want to deliver the offer when somebody signs up with their information so that you can call them and email them. So some examples of this would be a like a Pilates studio that offers a free initial workout just so that you can get in there, see what it's like, and then when you're in there, you can, of course, sell to them and sign them up for a package. Um, it would also be, let's say, a chiropractic office has initial visits uh, that are like $75. So you can do a discount on it. So let's, so one that I did for a chiropractor was a $27 initial visit that included the exam, x-rays, and doctor's report of findings. So when people would take her up on the offer, they would come in for their initial visit, and then she would have them come back to get their first exam, or sometimes they would um, ask to have their first exam then, and if they'd already had chiropractic done in the past, and, or she knew that they were a good fit to have it initially, she didn't have to wait for everything, um, she could do that as like an upsell and then sell them into a package of package of time. So um, let's see. I also have my friend Amanda Gurton of Flow Foods Kitchen. She was a guest a few weeks back. Um, her offer is, she has two that she's testing. Her offer is to get a free box of kale chips, the most delicious kale chips in the world, in my opinion, um, when you have an initial order of like $10. Um, she was also testing an offer of with 10% uh, off your initial your initial order, maybe 20% off, I don't remember, um, but something like that. So it's a special offer you only get for giving your email address. Now, if it's something where you have to come in person for that, I do recommend that you also get their phone number because people, so let's say it's the chiropractic office um, with the $27 initial visit. People are probably not going to actually immediately like sign up for it and then call and schedule their time. You want to still have a way to contact them and follow up with them. So that's why you get the email, but that's also in the case of a physical location why you would also want to get the phone number. Ooh, the question is, so does this go against the new laws they put out last year in Europe? It does not. So the, the stuff from, from with the new laws with Europe, it's GDPR, something to that effect. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. It's been a while. Um, but that's just saying that you have to have explicit permission. So you can get explicit permission a few ways. You can have... Um, like a little checkbox on your opt-in form where they just have to check like, yes, I'm signing up to get this information. Um, I know that you're going to be contacting me. Um, you can make it really explicit in um, on your landing page and in your emails like, hey, I'm yes, I'm signing up 
for to get this more information. You just have to be really clear about what they're getting. So it you have to make sure that they know by signing up for this freebie or for this uh, special offer, I'm also giving you permission to email me or giving you permission to contact me. Does that make sense? Okay. So all of this leads us to funnels. Now, I know funnels can sound complicated, but they don't have to be. They're simply a way to grow the know, like, and trust factor, turn your ideal audience into leads, and then into clients. So each part is designed to get you to click to the next part. So I'm going to go over a simple, effective, and profitable funnel. Um, I'm fully aware this may be a little bit complex for the radio. I know you may have to kind of see it. Um, I will go over this in my next uh, in my next workshop. You can sign up for it at jenposick.com slash workshop. And I will be switching the page out very soon. Right now, I think it's still for the Facebook Pixels workshop. Um, but basically, you have your Facebook and Instagram ads, which are going to lead them to your landing page. It's a very simple page designed to get you to sign up for your freebie. The landing page is going to be connected to your email list. And then after they enter their information on the landing page, it's going to take them to the thank you page. On the thank you page, it's going to direct them to their email, where in their email, which is going to be connected to your email uh, service provider, so automatically it's set up so that within a few minutes, they're going to receive their first email from you that's going to give them that lead magnet or special offer. All right, so some examples from that. I have my own funnel is my roadmap to profitable Facebook ads. So if somebody sees the ad for it, they go to the landing page. You can even check it out, jenposick.com slash roadmap. When you go to there, you sign up, you enter your name and your email. It's connected to my email service provider. It's going to take you then to a thank you page. On the thank you page, it's going to say, hey, your roadmap's on its way. Check your inbox. When you go to your email inbox in just a minute, that you'll see an email from me that will deliver the roadmap and start to give you some more information. Um, I also want to give you an example from one of my clients. So we ran ads to a lead magnet to grow her email list, which was a free membership uh, that also included a Facebook group. So we ran ads over a four-month period with an ad spend of a little over 2500 and that brought in 1,606 people onto her email list. So that means that basically she spent $1.61 per person to bring them onto her email list. Now the really cool thing about this is because on the back end she had other offers as well, it brought in $6,535 of purchases meaning she had a return on ad spend of 2.53. So every dollar that she gave Facebook, she got back $2.53. Pretty cool, right? All right. So we are going to take a quick break. Um, when we get back, we are going to talk about the second ad strategy all around selling to a warm audience. So Thank you so much for joining me. You're listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. 
Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to the ads maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. So today our show topic is profitable ad strategies. And so before we went to break, we were discussing the first profitable ad strategy, which is essentially growing your email list. The second ad strategy that we're going to talk about is then selling to your warm audience. And the mistake I see so many people make in addition to those boosting posts and running one-off ads is trying to then sell to a cold audience, so an audience that doesn't know you, right? So instead, if we're running, if we're trying to sell to a warm audience, they already know you, like you, and trust you, right? They're more likely to purchase from you, which means they're going to purchase at a lower cost, so you're going to get a lower cost per result and a higher return on your ad spend which is exactly what we want, right? Um, okay, so the good news with this is you might be thinking, Ooh, I don't have a very big warm audience, but it might be bigger than you think. So there's four ways that you can target a warm audience on Facebook and Instagram ads. So way number one is your anybody that's engaged with your Facebook business page in the last 365 days. Number two, anyone that's engaged with your Instagram business profile in the last 365 days. Number three, anyone that has visited your website in the last 180 days, as long as you have your Facebook pixel placed on there. And then number four is anybody that is on your email list. So one of the coolest things is that you're able to actually upload your email list to, um, to Facebook. Now, one thing I will say with that, I always call it an email list, but technically you don't even need emails. So it used to be you could only upload emails or phone numbers based, and Facebook would match it based on what people signed up for Facebook with. But I have to tell you, the email address, I mean, I've been on Facebook for maybe 10 years, at least nine years. It's been a long time. The email address that I signed up for Facebook with is using my roller derby name, which... um a little bit inappropriate and I don't use it for most things because I no longer play roller derby and um, it's a little bit of a not safe for work name. So because of that, Facebook sometimes was not able to match me up and I would see ads for things that I know people had tried to exclude me from because I'd already purchased, but I'd purchased with a different email than the one I used for Facebook. So now Facebook, whoo, 
Now, Facebook can match you based on email, phone number, first name, last name, city, state, zip code, country, and then a few other things as well. So um, one of my clients is an amazing artist. Um, he sells on Etsy. Actually, um, so his name is Scott Spillman. He does really beautiful artwork, um, a lot focused on The Walking Dead and horror stuff. He, so he sells on Etsy. And on Etsy, as we already talked about, you cannot place, um, you can't place a Facebook pixel on there. But we, he, he sold to a lot of people and we were like, okay, so let's create an email list of your existing clients, your existing customers. So he exported his list of everyone he'd sold to on Etsy, but Etsy wouldn't give him the email addresses. However, because Facebook's able to match by all these other things, we were still able to match people up. Um, and he was still able to create that warm audience because Facebook was still able to match people even though he didn't have emails. Christine says, that is wild. I know. It's crazy. And it's also really cool and I think pretty impressive. All right. So running ads to that warm audience. So... There's a couple of ways that this can look. So depending on your niche, depending on what you sell, depending on your price point, you've got two main strategies within that. First one is to run ads directly to your product or service. With that, that's typically going to be if you have a product that's like $50 or less or and a product that like there's a low trust level needed in order to purchase. Yeah. Um, if you're running ads directly to your product or service and it's like a $2,000 product, you're going to have a harder time of it. And I see people all the time that they want to run an ad directly to a $2,000 product. It just, it's not as effective. So instead, you want to run ads to something that gives them a little bit more value first. So the whole time we're just continuing to give value, give value, give value. So high ticket items and services where high trust is needed. Um, some of the things that I would recommend, so like a webinar that first leads to a discovery call or a free challenge where the offer is at the end of the challenge. All right. So I know we've only got a few minutes left. I want to give you just two quick examples of this. So with one of my clients, we had two ad campaigns running to her warm audience that was selling her two most popular products. They were audios that were $50 audios. Now, she had other things as well that she was selling, but the initial offer, the ad, was just going to that $50 audio. So over a two-month campaign with an ad spend of just a little over 1000 she brought in 237 sales, which brought in over 48000 in sales, which was a return on her ad spend of 43.33, meaning every dollar she gave Facebook, she got back $43. Crazy. So now the one thing I have to say about that, she has a very large and highly responsive warm audience. I cannot say that her ad results are like typical, but it's pretty amazing. All right. With the ads, the number two strategy with that, um, one of my clients recently, we've been running ads uh, two different ways. We ran ads to a lead magnet 
on the thank you page for the lead magnet, it's making an offer to a webinar. Now, on the webinar, she's offering a discovery call into um, her program. Now, we also ran the ads directly to the webinar. Now, in both cases, we ran them to her warm audience. And for the lead magnet, we also ran them to a cold audience as well. From that webinar with the discovery call, we spent about 2200 a little over that, in ad spend. It brought in right around 20000 in profits. Pretty cool, right? All right, so those are the main strategies. Whew, we have talked about a lot today, you guys. So we talked about how we buy from those we know, like, and trust. We talked about how the Facebook algorithm is brilliant and how we can use it to our advantage. How I don't want you to forget about organic marketing to test and support your ads. And then we talked about the two most effective ways to run Facebook and Instagram ads. So with that, that is running ads to grow your email list so that you can then later sell to the list and warm them up. And then running ads to your warm audience to sell. Now I also gave you some examples of how you can then run both of those at the same time where you're running it first to the lead magnet and then on the thank you page, you're um, promoting that webinar, right? Then on the webinar, you're selling on the webinar. Cool, right? Okay, oh my gosh. Whew. We talked about a lot. All right, so next week, I am going to do a bit of a deep dive into all things Facebook audiences because you can literally target millions of ways when you're targeting on um, Facebook and Instagram. So we're going to talk about all the different ways that we can target. So that includes targeting our cold audiences. Uh, with cold audiences, we can do based on, well, we can do a few things actually. We can do based on um, interests. We can even do based on some lists, like purchasing lists, or if you have access to lists, we'll talk more about that. Lookalike audiences, which I highly recommend. And then we'll talk a little bit more about running ads to those warm audiences. All right. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ads Maven. Thanks for listening to The Ads Maven. Jen Palsik will return next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. See you next week where we will dive into more Facebook and Instagram ad strategies.